Welcome to Gain That Tune. What's going on, everybody? It's Game That Tune back in the house once again. It's your boy John Harrington here. We got John Regan. Say hey. Hey. We got Jesse Moore. Say hey. Hey. And we got David Fleming. Say hey. Hey. Oh, yeah, guys. Man, oh, man. It's going to be a fantastic show tonight. It's Game That Tune episode 119. And uh, if you're just joining us for the first time, that really doesn't make any sense, but uh, we are the internet's one and only video game music guessing game show. We've each brought three songs from a video game. We're going to try and guess the games based on the songs and a little bit of trivia. Goof off, have some fun, talk a bunch of mess, and the winner at the end of the night plays some bonus tunes and picks the theme for the next episode. And uh, who was our winner last week? Raise your hand because I have actually forgotten. Oh, that was. Uh, it was sir. the fantastic Jesse Moore. And uh, Jesse, what's the theme that you chose for this week's episode? Well, Big Daddy, it was uh, actually uh, Father's uh, video games. So yes. whether you can play as them or if they have like a big role in the game or if they just, you know, happen to destroy the universe and make you go clean up after him, you know? Yeah, whatever that dad's gonna do. Dads in video games, uh, they do some shit. They are, uh, they are a varied bunch. And, uh, yeah, I think, uh, I think we're gonna have a fantastic time talking about, uh, some, some dream daddies in video games. We got a great, uh, lineup tonight. Uh, we got, you know, we each brought a game. We've got a bunch of fan requests that we can possibly use. Uh, so, you know, Johnny, I think uh, it's just time to get right into it, man. What do you got for game one? Game one.
Alright, so, this is the first game in this series to originally release outside of Japan, as it was released in the United States on May 15th, 2006, and Japan on May 25th, 2006. Would anyone care for a second piece of trivia hint, or no? Not necessary. I don't need it. Alright, then let's see some answers. So, John Regan has the dreaded multiple question mark, while Jesse and John Harrington have the correct answer of New Super Mario Brothers. Mm-hmm. I didn't think that we would ever be able to use this on the show, because playing this game has uh, its got some of the most distinct music in the Super Mario Bros. series, and I see you have taken the, uh, the trickster's path and chosen music that is not in any stages, uh, it was which I have considered tricky. doing a number of times to select this game for the show, and just never felt like doing it. So, uh, welcome was- to the show, new Super Mario Bros. franchise. <laughs> it was it was kind of hard to find music. It's like, oh god, well, maybe like the world select, maybe some of the menus. And then I remembered that they had like all those additional mini games in that special mode. It's like, oh hmm. yeah, I bet I could pull a song or two from there. Yeah, I thought this was just strictly overworld music because it didn't feature the sound of Koopa Troopas or Goombas dancing or jumping or doing whatever to the rhythm of the music. But uh, but yeah, so. Uh, yeah, yeah, I was kind of pissed. There was Mario one song Brothers. that was that was really catchy. I was like, "Oh, this is great! I should use this song." And about twenty seconds in, I heard, "Bah! Damn it! Well, I can't Every use that." Every time, uh, you know, it's uh, I don't know. It's a dead giveaway on a video game music guessing game show. If uh, suddenly a character goes "Papa," it's a good chance that it's going to be a new Super Mario Brothers game. About ninety-nine percent chance. I'm trying to think of any other songs that sound like those, and uh, there Next. are none. Which is again why we have not used the series at all so far. <laughs> so next week's theme: games where you hear people go "bop bop." Good luck <laughs> with that. Say, uh, you hear that "bop," and it's like ninety-nine percent guarantee that it's New Super Mario Brothers. And then there's that one percent where it's clearly Doom Two. Yes, yeah, I would love more games that would feature their characters dancing along to whatever rhythm is going on, especially if it makes them stop in place, confusing the platforming or first-person shooting or whatever it is that goes on in these games. Um, 
So yeah, New Super Mario Brothers. Maybe you've heard of it. Uh, kind of a you big know, one. Moonwalker kind of has that feature. Does it? Yeah, because well, you you get the uh, the power. You use that one power, and then Michael Jackson dances, and then all the enemies dance with them, and then they explode or whatever. Yeah. Well, yeah, but I'm saying if you were just walking through the, you know. Um, Oh, I see. Fucking okay. smooth criminal club, and all the villains, t- you know, took a second to, you know, like flail their pelvises whenever like the the rhythm hit. I It'd see. be a lot okay. different. But yeah. I, get, I get what you're going for. Man. Uh, and frankly, more Mario games should feature the smooth criminal dance mechanic that makes all the Koopa Troopas and everything jump on the screen, dance, and then die simultaneously. That should can be we featured get- in all kinds of games. Can we get that like the next Mario game? carry on from odyssey of unlockable costumes and dress up mario can he get michael jackson's smooth criminal outfit and it puts like a spotlight on him and he dances to jump up superstar and then everything on the screen dies please can we make that happen i don't see anything problematic (laughs) i think we can do that i think that's something the four of us are perfectly capable of accomplishing (laughs) dear nintendo yeah yes i am not a crackpot yeah uh, here's some here's some stickers. <laughs> P.S. I have not involved in a stickers. diddling scandal. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so uh, so David, tell us about su- uh, new Super Mario Brothers. Um, honestly, what is I, it? Uh, it's like Super Mario Brothers, but new. Mm. <laughs> oh. And so honestly, like I, I think the original might still be my favorite one because this is. This is before, like, the new Super Mario games kind of got run into the ground. They're still fun, and they're still enjoyable, but, like... You know exactly what you're getting into at this point. They're not exactly super fresh. Whereas this one, this was the first, like, 2D side-scroller Mario in 13 or 14 years. It was like, wow, what a refreshing change of pace. And then they released, you know, another one and another one and another one. It's like, oh, okay, I I know what I'm getting. And it's good. It's good. Don't get me wrong. But this one just seemed like new and fresh and exciting and i loved the fact that the first boss in the first world was bowser and you throw him into the lava and he dies straight up and then bowser jr brings him back to life um which is why it fits into the dad theme because the final boss of this game is a tag team of bowser and bowser jr coming at you which i thought was really Mm. cool again after he resuscitated bowser from the dead I was going to say, I can't remember, is it actually is it Bowser Jr. and Dry Bowser at that point, or is it just resuscitated, like, zombified Bowser? No, it's it's normal Bowser. Like, you get there, and okay. Bowser, Bowser Jr. has Bowser's bones collected and, like, throws it into a cauldron, and then regular Bowser pops back up. So it's not like he becomes Dry Bowser, and then there's some magic spell and, you know, turns into Bowser. No, his bones are lying on the ground. He's fucking dead. Okay, so it's <laughs> like uh, it's like the fourth Harry Potter movie. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, gotcha. Bowser is Voldemort, and uh, Bowser Jr. is, uh, oh god, my Harry Potter brain, I don't know, Wormtail. And, uh, <laughs> I was going to say, would that Mar- make this new Super really Mario Brothers the Order of the Phoenix? Uh, no, Fuck. the fourth one was uh, fucking the Goblet of Fire. So, oh, okay. Yeah, shame so, on you, sir, for not being able to connect the Mario and Harry Potter verses. So um, is Mario Harry... 
Mario is Harry. Luigi He's the man who Ron. lived. Uh, Luigi, I guess, would be like Robert Pattinson. I'm basing this all on the fourth Ron? movie. No, no, no. Luigi's you know, Robert Pattinson. He shows up and he gets killed uh, immediately upon Voldemort's resurrection. Uh, you know, Toad is uh, obviously uh, the Minister of Magic. Oh my um, god! Peach <laughs> Yoshi would be Devil. Peach would certainly be Mad Eye Moody. Um, <laughs> you know, it's all there. I don't, I don't give a fuck what context it is, but I want there to be a Mario game where Princess Peach has an eye patch. Yes, I need this and like I need by <laughs> Noted a uh, you know, great British actor Brendan Gleeson as Peach. Uh, I'll take it. I'll take it any day of the week. Does that mean Fun we can get Brian story. blessed for Daisy? Sure. <laughs> Just Fun side know, more, story. More British Mario, please. <laughs> Fun side story. That's the first Harry Potter movie that I saw. And that's a terrible place to start, John. Uh-huh. I had been driving for about 10 hours, uh, and I landed in Crestview, Florida to meet with some friends on our way to New Orleans, and one of them had bought us all tickets ahead of time to see the Harry Potter movie, and I was like, I've never seen any of these. <laughs> and so I went, and I fell asleep during the movie. <laughs> nice. See, that might actually be a better story than mine, because I, I read the first Harry Potter book, and then didn't continue on the series, and then saw the third movie first. I was very lost. Oh boy! At least you started with the best movie. Yeah. So, At least you knew everyone's name. <laughs> yeah. No, they're they're not hard to follow. Uh, except <laughs> I don't know five, six, seven, seven point five, whichever ones. All of them after four. <laughs> it gets complicated after four. It's no longer a happy-go-lucky wizarding school. It's uh. Happy-go-lucky wizarding school under threat of constant dominion by a murderous uh, evil person. Anyway, um, new Super Mario Brothers is barely that. Uh, you know, so Bowser's Castle, strangely, is the stand-in for Hogwarts. Um, now I'm going to so drop the, him. <laughs> I like so, how you're you know, saying the, that. The Kamek guys, the Kamek guys, would oh, they yeah, be the Dementors? No, they're actually all Maggie Smith. Oh, okay. Yeah, I like how you're saying the... New Super Mario Brothers is barely Harry Potter. So continuing the Harry Potter New Super Mario Brothers comparison. Yes. Uh, yeah, the Kamex are definitely played by uh, Dame Maggie Smith. That is uh, canon, and I won't hear otherwise. So does that um, mean Heracoopas are the Dementors, or...? Yeah, that checks out. Okay. And Hagrid's just a giant wiggler. Um, no, Hagrid's gotta be like the giant, not Loch Ness monster yeah. creature that helps you cross the water level that one time. Oh yeah. Forgot about that guy. And uh, yeah, if he's canon, that's definitely Hagrid, all right. Um, anyway, yeah, New Super Mario Brothers. Uh, you know, ironically, no longer new, uh, now old. And, uh, David, I disagree with your hot take that this is the best one. Uh, I really do think New Super Mario Brothers. Hot take. You don't play it when I disagree with the hot take. <laughs> well, I wasn't saying well, that it's the take. best. I was just saying I think it might be my favorite. Like, obviously, okay. New Super Mario Brothers U is better because it's advanced on and everything. But this one, I don't know. Something about it is still fresh. I loved the Mega Mushroom. That was new. That was cool. I love <laughs> that using the mini mushroom you could completely like skip over worlds it was like a cool twist on the warp thing i love oh, yeah. the blue koopa shell which never came back but that was an awesome power up don't even remember it you could like run and duck into it and then just ricochet off everything like a koopa shell oh yeah 
Now I remember it. Hmm. Yeah. I just really uh, like this game. Yeah, no, I, you know, I, it's a it's a good game to like. Uh, but yeah, I prefer New Super Mario Bros. U. I know nobody played it, and I'm sure it's going to come out for Switch here in a couple of minutes. Um, and then it'll be everyone's new favorite. But uh, yeah, no, that game's uh, that game's fantastic. And I, the only one that I haven't played is New Super Mario Brothers Two, which I know is notoriously disliked. But uh, all the other ones, I, all the other ones I like, I don't. I honestly don't feel like these have been run into the ground. I think they. Uh, I think each one brings something a little fresh. It's it's all iterations on the same formula. But I think they're all a lot of fun. I would I would recommend not playing two. Like again, yeah. none of the games are bad, but it is the least. Least not bad of like it is the most stale out of all of them. Right, exactly. Um, but yeah, so uh, you know, it's a good game. Interesting choice for our dad games. I know, uh, I know, it's just like yes, there's a dad present in the game, and it's father son thing. So there you go. I was trying to think of like other times that Bowser and Bowser Jr. have a little bit more to do. I guess you know, really, Super Mario Sunshine was the the debut, so that's always the one I associate with Bowser Jr. But I guess you're right. This one is more of a father-son thing. Uh, the question really is, when are we going to meet Mario's son? Or have they dodged that bullet altogether with baby versions of all the characters? Is baby Mario not Mario's son? Is baby Mario was... not Mario Jr.? No, I think he's just I a baby. I thought baby Mario was like Mario like from the past or something. Yeah, it's That's a time what I thing. Yeah. yeah. I don't Inside... think Nintendo wants us to think about their characters fornicating at all so you know for the babies to be there i think they're just baby versions of the characters because they don't look like a combination of two characters you know they just uh they're just baby versions of the characters like who would who would have been the mother to mario's child luigi <laughs> john's right that yeah, would actually okay. have, it would be mama most, luigi yeah that's true it would have been the most mario-like child in that case but yeah uh we need Mario as a father. I think that's the next step in the uh, in the series evolution. Uh, you know, instead of Cappy, have him throw his son around, and it's a two-player <laughs> game with Mario and son. Uh, yeah, I think, quite frankly, it would work. We've done we've done Super Mario Galaxy. We've done Super Mario Odyssey. Let's do Super Mario Nursery. The world is there ready we for go. it. Ooh, and it'll all I mean- be levels like that toy time level in Super Mario Galaxy. The best oh, one in Super Mario Galaxy. <laughs> Luigi's Mansion. like uh, Yoshi's Island, where you like ride piggyback on Mario's back, and oh, if, you know, if you get hit, you know the baby starts floating around, and then he, you know, wah, 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 and Mario has to okay. go rescue him and stuff. I know we all want that Mario Muso game, the like the the you know, Mushroom oh, King Warriors. I would love that. So game. we we need it to be that, but like Lone Wolf and Cub. <laughs> Mario's got a fucking jacked up stroller with a baby in it and a lot of weaponry. Uh, frankly, that practically writes itself, and you get the Wu Tang tie-in, so it's uh, it's a home run. I, would I really it. want. I would. I, I, I would really... play that game, especially if you could get like the item from Mario Kart Double Dash that turns into the giant chain chomp that just drags the stroller around. Yes. 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 But I'm yes. sorry, John. What do you want? I want Luigi's Mansion, but instead of a mansion, it's a daycare, and instead of ghostless babies. And you run instead around vacuuming Luigi's babies. So, so you're just sucking up babies into a vacuum cleaner? Yes, it's a very shitty daycare. <laughs> <laughs> we could make it, it, John. We could make it. 
I would pay upwards but... of $10 for that. <laughs> anyway, anything else, David, on new Super Mario Brothers, no longer the newest Super Mario Brothers game? No, I think we're pretty much covered it by covering everything except new Super Mario Brothers. There's nothing to say. It's, it's you know, new side-scrolling Mario. You said it. You know, all this is just frosting on the cake. So, Johnny, let's just keep going, man. What do we got? Game 2.
Alright. So the inspiration for this game's controls come from the difficult controls of Jurassic Park Trespasser. got some answers oh man do we <laughs> let's see here okay there we go octodad octodad and john wrote octodad traveler which is great this is octodad deadliest catch so this is a game where you play as an octopus, uh, and you're trying to live your life without people catching on to the fact that you are an octopus pretending to be a man, and you have to go about doing day-to-day -day mundane tasks like holding a bar like having a barbecue and grilling some burgers or going to the grocery store and buying groceries. And the goal of the game is to do it without people catching on to the fact that you're actually an octopus. And you do the, the, the whole concept of the game are the ridiculous controls, which is that you've got four arms or four limbs with ragdoll physics and you control them two at a time. And you have to swap between them with a button on your you know controller. Uh, and so you have to kind of try to like grab things off the shelf and not just throw them across the room, except half the time you just throw shit across the room. <laughs> I meant to ask, yeah. how did this game take inspiration from a Jurassic Park game? You know, I didn't read past the trivia, so I can't so, tell you for certain. Okay. Here's the uh, behind the scenes. Johnny had already told me what that he picked, but I had forgotten. <laughs> <laughs> so I was so I googled 
know, I was looking up Jurassic Park Trespasser remake, and I guess, like, all the video I saw for it, like, the arms are moving around all crazy and stuff, and I think so in that game, you have control of your arms in that game, for whatever reason, so, like, when you're trying to, like, shoot dinosaurs, your arm is just going around all crazy, <laughs> and so I was like, oh, God, I gotta write something, oh, crazy arm dad, and then I was like, wait, that's Octodad, oh, that's, yeah. he said he was good to Octodad, okay. <laughs> crazy arm dad was the working title of the game. Uh, and then they realized, oh, oh man, we're never going to get these arms right. There's not even, there's more arms than we even need in this game. Oh, wait, we'll make him an octopus. And we'll make the, playing this game a fucking chore. That's what we'll do. <laughs> It'll be it, great. I did I this in two-player, no, I think I did this in four-player mode with David Wyland uh, at the Nerd Out. And in that mode, everybody gets an individual limb. Oh, God. And as you complete each task in the level... It gets randomized who's controlling which limb next. <laughs> mm. Octopuses are smarter than that, though. I mean, jeez. <laughs> I kind of uh. wish that was like the backstory of the game. It's just, all right, we're going to make like a fun little life sim where you control a dad and you're trying to like do good for your family. And then all the programmers come together. It's like, wait, we can we programmed eight different limbs. Fuck it. He's an octopus. Yeah. All right. So Billy, what the fuck's wrong with you? Why'd you do eight? <laughs> I, I don't know, sir. <laughs> Uh, Do you think Octodad is a prequel to Splatoon? Yes. Yes, I do. It might be. I didn't realize there are no follow-up questions. Yes. <laughs> when I was looking this up, I didn't realize Octodad Deadliest Catch is actually a sequel. There's a game called Octodad, released before this as a freeware game. And then the guys from that then went and commercialized it and re-released, re- re- not re-released, but released Octodad, Dadliest Catch. And it's just yeah. so, like, ridiculous. Like, the game opens with you getting married, and you're an octopus marrying a human woman and adopting your kids, and they have no <laughs> idea you're an octopus. That was always the question <laughs> I had, was like, you know, I know that there's a family in the game, and like, did they not know you're an octopus, or is it like the Coneheads? Like, you gotta keep up appearances, and like... You know, your neighbors can't know you're an octopus. It's the first one. They do not know that you're an octopus. It's like Chicken Boo. I was about to say, so this is Chicken Boo the game, but you're an octopus. I like that. But there are a number of questions I have with regards to like this marriage and uh, <laughs> consummation of said marriage that we're not going to oh, get into boy. on this show. Because, uh, yeah, I would think that there would be a dead giveaway on the wedding night when the octopus man takes off his tuxedo, revealing to his wife that he's an octopus. I, oh, you're I feel much like, too tired on your wedding day. I feel like it's game over. <laughs> Especially <laughs> if, like, the Octodad takes, like, some of that Chinese Viagra and all eight of his limbs get all stiff. <laughs> you know, he just turns into a wagon wheel and just really gives it to his wife. I think that she would realize pretty quickly he's an octopus. Um, well, you know, maybe maybe they want to spice things up on their wedding night, so she wears a blindfold. You know. Yeah. No true. one's going to kink a... shame on Game That Tune. Right. Maybe he's a cuckold, and <laughs> he just never, ever fucks his wife. He likes so, to watch. There's a number of questions about uh, Octocuck. It's, uh, it's a very <laughs> mysterious <title>. series. <laughs> Octocuck Traveler. Um, <laughs> I definitely yeah. remember seeing this game like as it was coming out. Because um, I think... I don't know if it was like the original version or if it was the Dadliest Catch. It was one of like the first big games on Steam. And I remember hearing about this and looking at it like, yeah, 
this definitely seems like what indie game is. Like, oh, I want to play a fun little game. Like, what do you play on PC? It's an indie game where you're an octopus pretending to be a guy. All right, that that sounds about right. Sure. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you know, I, I want you know I've gone to school and I've played games my whole life, and now I want to make video games for a living. Okay, what's your game? It's a game where you play as an octopus wearing a suit and trying to keep you know from the like everybody the fact that he's an octopus. I'm sorry, I thought you said you wanted to make a living making games. Like you know, first you need a concept of a game that people want to play. Uh, so let's go back to the drawing board on that one. But anyway. Whatever. One. Shit I, on the I'm people. I'm people that want to play this kind of game. <laughs> How much did you pay for it, John? Uh, I just played it with David, so zero dollars. <laughs> exactly. There's there's your answer. I bet you David got in a fucking humble bundle for like twenty nine cents. Uh, I, I'm glad that people got to make this game, and they probably still make games. But come on. Yeah, it's just, again, do something it, more. It seems like one of those games, like you know. Um, oh god, what is it? Is it Untitled Goose Game where you just play as a goose and fuck with a farmer? Like, this that seems like awesome. an indie game. Like, it's just, right. I don't know what exactly is going on, but it seems fun. I actually do want to play Untitled Goose Game. That, that game, that game does look fucking fun as hell. I just want to go back to something. David mentioned this being the first big Steam game, and I feel like that's very, very wrong, because I'm 99% sure that Half-Life 2 was like debuted on Steam. <laughs> well, I, I, know, I remember man. something about this game, like it had some connection <laughs> to Steam. So uh. when the PS4 was just coming out, like actually before it came out, I remember seeing one in the wild at a Sony store and the game that was running on it was this game. And I'd never heard of it before then. And I played it at this Sony store and was like, this game is beautiful and ridiculous. The PlayStation 4 is going to be I just, you know, that also seems like a terrible idea. Like, let's set up a demo station in Target. Okay, what's your uh, hot new system seller? Oh, it's Octodad. All right. Uh, surely that will show people what you can accomplish with the system and why you want to play it. Right? Yes. Right. Worked. Uh, I do want to just explain. Wait, so, I, I. Go ahead. Oh, I, I had a follow up. Johnny, how many PlayStation 4s do you own? 10. Oh, okay, well, it works on John then. He's, uh, he's very bad with his money. He's very swayed by uh, octopus games. Um, I did just fact check myself. Uh, it was not the first Steam game. It was, however, one of the first titles to be given the Steam green light. So that's what it was. Oh. Uh, the old Steam okay. light. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's, uh, it's a fucking enigma of a game, man. It's uh, really, really something. And I do it, believe it, one it of the was plot requested points. several times this week. That's the thing. I think if mm -hmm. you say dad games these days, it triggers Octodad in uh, video game players' minds. So yeah, I guess it is. Uh, it's something to someone. I'm just uh, not sure who. I think you should get it. Um, I think one. Of the, if I remember this right, I think one of the plot points of the game, like one of the reasons you don't want to get caught, in addition to, to revealing that you're an octopus to your family. There's a chef that suspects you're an octopus and he wants to cook you and eat you. <laughs> nice. <laughs> okay, more and more I want to play this game. Yeah, really, <laughs> you're just, just upselling this the whole, the whole time. You are. Yep. No, I got, I got too many games to play to play a game where you literally play as a dad. I also have real dad, you know, da uh, fatherhood <laughs> as a responsibility, so you I'm going to play my legs. games as an escape uh, and not as... Uh, 
you know, I guess there is some escapism in playing as a covert octopus, but you know, it's the dad elements of it that I. Isn't that a Metal Gear Covert octopus. That's that's the top uh, the crossover we need. Is uh, you know, uh, fucking Octo Dad back in Metal Gear Solid, dead at the very beginning of the game. That you know, that's the way I like my Octo Dads. Uh, unceremoniously you, dead. Could you imagine could, trying to sneak up behind someone to Fulton them as Octodad? Okay, actually, now you're kind of selling me on this. Like, you know, Metal Gear Solid Five, but all the enemy soldiers are Octodads. Is my kind of game. I'm gonna start a list um, of just all of the Metal Gear bosses that we've created because we've got Cyborg Delphin, we've got Covert Octopus, like. We should direct mm-hmm. the next Metal Gear game. Yeah, we do better than Metal Gear Survive. So uh, let's uh, let's get that Patreon going, people. Patreon.com slash Game That Tune if you want us to make new Metal Gear content starring <laughs> Octodad. Uh, Johnny, anything else on, uh, on Octodad? Dadliest catch, the most dad <laughs> game of all time. I think I think I'm in the running for the most dad game of tonight's episode. I'm excited to see how this goes. Easily, the rest of these games I think just have incidental dads. Uh, <laughs> you know, yours might be the only one about actual fatherhood and sneaky octopusness. So, uh, you know, nice job, man. And I say we keep going. Game three.
So, in response to criticisms of the first game regarding its very small text, this game features much larger, more readable text. How are we all feeling about that? I'm feeling pretty damn good. Good. So, uh, let's see, for the record, this is uh, one of our fan requests for the evening. This one comes to us from Brandon Pond on Twitter at Foxtrot underscore BP. Thank you very much, Brandon, for the request. And uh, what are you guys thinking on this one? I don't know what John did. But, uh, Jesse says Bioshock 2, which is sadly incorrect. And uh, David says Dead Rising 2, which is correct. I completely forgot about Chuck Green when I was thinking of, like, video game dads. My man Chuck Green. That's the that's one of those dudes. Uh, I'm a fan. 
Yeah, and Dead Rising, for the record, had the worst text, especially in the early Xbox days when I didn't yet own an HD TV. I couldn't read a fucking thing that was going on in the original Dead Rising on my little CRT TV. So, fuck the original Dead Rising. Uh, Dead Rising 2, however, is pretty darn fun. Um, you guys uh, put any time on this one? Technically, no. Right. I was God. I was burned by the first one. Oh, really? Man, see, yeah. I, you know, I, I always wanted to play the first one more, but I was burned by my fucking small tube TV. And then this one came out, and it was, you know, I was a little older, and I had my own TV. It was a nice big flat screen, and, you know, yeah, it was time to play some Dead Rising 2. And, man, I'm glad I played this one, because it's a lot of fun. It's not quite as... I don't know, I don't want to say, like, the first one had some, like, organic, just makes sense story, but since the first one was just, like, a retelling of fucking, uh, Dawn of the Dead, you're, you're in a shopping mall and there's zombies. That makes sense to me. This one, it was a little crazier. It's like, oh, you're in a casino that's also a huge shopping mall and there's zombies. Like, eh, yeah, sure, fuck it, why not? Uh, but the main thing that was great about this one was, uh, the combination weapons. You could uh, find weapons and find combo cards and combine weapons together to make better weapons. And that is all I wanted to do in this game. Yeah, you play as Chuck Green. He's a dad. His little daughter Katie's been bitten by a zombie and you need to get back to the hideout to give her Zombrex every uh, however many hours to keep her from turning into a zombie. Fuck that. I want to go out. I want to find some duct tape. I want to find some boxing gloves and some knives and duct tape some knives to some boxing gloves and just start swimming through zombies. That's the fun of this game. Um, trying to remember the other uh, combo weapons. I remember some of them were just so stupid. You could get like a bucket and a drill and make a, dr a drill bucket, which you could slam down what? on a zombie's head and it drills into their head and destroys it. Like. <laughs> Okay, sure. That sounds good. <laughs> um, I remember you could get you could get like a car battery and a sledgehammer and make like basically Mjolnir, like a lightning hammer that you would swing yes. around. Yes, you could. Uh, and I, I'm trying to remember what it was. I know there was something you could combine with a lawnmower to basically just put a lawnmower around your neck and like run through the zombies. Uh, and then you could definitely get, like, a motorcycle and chainsaws and just start driving all over this fucking casino. The game was nutty and good for it. It was just, you know, it gets down to that, just that thrill and that that ultimate, like, primal gamer pleasure of just annihilating as much shit as possible. Like, just, you know, the simple pleasure of just you know, decapitating a crowd full of zombies. You know, the story, irrelevant. The multiplayer modes, irrelevant. Uh, you know, the sea of zombies waiting to be destroyed in new and creative ways. That's that's what's up. Um, See, I, I never I played... these weapons. I like how you make a lot of these weapons by basically taking a trip to Home Depot. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah, and for some reason all these Home Depot items are available at this casino. Like, <laughs> sure, why not? Like, is there a good reason why there's a shotgun and a pitchfork and you can duct tape the pitchfork to the shotgun? I mean, they yeah, that, you know. some renovations going on. Yeah. Exactly. With a shotgun, a lot of hay baling, and a shotgun nearby. Uh, Listen, David, yeah, I don't know how you demolish an old room at a casino, but I do it with a shotgun. I you could definitely. The mafia like, is probably involved with the casino. You gotta have one guy with a shotgun to whack other guys. 
I'm not going to talk about the real answer of like the military being there because these are much more fun answers. Um, <laughs> but yeah, you can take the military's weapons and use them. Uh, I remember one of them is definitely you get an electric wheelchair and strap two machine guns to it and basically just drive yeah. through the zombies, mowing them down with machine guns. So, you know, they, uh, yeah, it's not the most creative things, but some of these things are pretty great in their, like, stupid simplicity. Um, I think yeah, I love how they're not practical at all. <laughs> no, and there's, and realistically, they don't really dismember the zombies. I mean, like, there's one that was like you'd shove a bunch of Roman candles in the mouth of, like, a dinosaur mask and then jam that onto a zombie's head, and in its confusion, <laughs> it blows up other zombies. Like, Okay, okay, crazy video game logic. You do your thing. Uh, works for me. I've done that. Yeah, haven't we all? Uh, it's called being a teenager in St. Augustine, baby. We always jammed a bunch of Roman candles in our mouths and fucking tried to shoot each other with them. Um, it was uh, it was really something. But yeah, and, nev- you know, go for it. So say I, I never played Dead Rising two. I did, however, play Dead Rising 2 off the record, which was like a re-release that replaced Chuck Green with Frank West, and it was like a retelling of the story of Frank was there, and there were two things that I loved about that game. Number one, the first boss that you fight, because all the bosses are like, I I forget what they're called, they're called like- Psychopaths. Psychopaths, and they're basically (laughs) humans who have cracked under the zombie apocalypse. So the first boss that you fight is actually Chuck Green like after he lost his daughter so it's him gone mad so i thought it was cool that you have to like fight the main character of the earlier version and the other thing that i liked is it had a sandbox mode so all that like time stuff fuck that just here's a bunch of zombies go that's what always bugged me about the game it's like okay i i kind of want to complete the case files and i kind of want to see the true ending but you really do just need an optional mode where I can forego that and just fuck around in the giant casino with all the crazy shit going on. Like, the 72-hour time constraint was a frustrating mechanic in, uh, you know, in as far back as Majora's Mask. So, yeah, having it in Dead Rising 2 is uh, really off-putting. So, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know where the series has gone from here, uh, if they have just, like, a sandbox mode and everything now. But... Uh, they need it because the game's fun and just you know that sea of zombies and just exploring every little nook and cranny of this weird place finding the weird things to combine all that stuff man it's uh that's the fun of the game the story's okay i'm not i'm not really down on the story it's just uh, come on killing zombies with fucking bizarre weapons that's that's really where it's at yeah. Shirking your fatherhood responsibilities and uh, going to drive a chainsaw-laden motorcycle through a sea of zombies—that's that's really what it's all about. Uh, as as a new dad myself, it's what I want to be doing right now. Like, you know, that baby's cute. He's not going to be talking for a while. I'm going to go strap up some chainsaws onto my motorcycle and uh, just cause some havoc. There's there's no zombies here in Tallahassee though, so I'm not sure what crowd of people I'd be driving through. Anyway, I got some kinks to work out of the plan. Um, in the meantime, it's a solid start. Thank though. you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's a, it's a good foundation. It's it's inspired me creatively to, uh, you know, just to want to get out there and, and do some things. So, uh, thank you again, Brandon, for the request. Uh, and fantastic game, fantastic music. And um, I think, uh, man, if there's nothing else, fellas, I think we just got to keep it going. Game four.
All right. So, um, it was kind of tricky to find trivia for this game, but uh, this uh, story-rich indie game was once featured on Comedy Central's At Midnight with Chris Hardwick. you guys thinking? Can you give me that guess. trivia one more time? Um, it was featured on the show, uh, the Comedy Central show, uh, At Midnight with Chris Hardwick. Hmm, okay. Never watched a right. single minute of that show. Yeah, neither have I. See, we got, uh, Johnny with the 777. Um, oh jeez, uh, Hide Your Manhood, is that the game, uh, David, that's incorrect, and Shower With Your Dad Simulator, that is correct, John. <laughs> the, the full title is actually Shower With Your Dad Simulator 2015, Do You Still Shower With Your Dad? Okay. Um, have any of you guys played this game before? <laughs> no. <laughs> Um, and have any of you ever showered with your dad? M maybe. Maybe. I, I told uh, the viewers that we weren't going to, like, unrepress or deal with anything in this episode. Uh, so, um, going with, uh, with no at the moment, but something's bound to come up. Um, God. No. 
Uh, why is this a thing? <laughs> well, I haven't I haven't played it, but I watched a bunch of videos of it, and it looks <laughs> actually pretty fun and and really hard and crazy. And so basically, you pick uh, your family. You get to pick your who you are your, as a, as a small child, and you pick your dad. And so you're in like a big locker room. It looks like with a bunch of other dads showering. And so I guess you've been you know got a shower too. And you don't want to shower with someone else's dad. That would be weird. So you got to run over to your dad and shower with your dad. And so it's kind of like a arcade game because it moves kind of fast paced. And like the levels get uh, harder. The more dads are there. Um, sometimes the water, like it's so uh, thick, you can't see the dads for a second so you got to kind of remember where the dads were and if your dad was over there or something sometimes the water the floor is slippery and you don't want to slip while you're trying to get to your dad right. also uh you can see every dad's penis and the and the kid's penis that's that, that was cool. gonna be my question just how how weird and gross does this game get i was kind of but that it was, i don't know more playful and not well bad, no it's but. totally playful because it's 8-bit so like the penis is just like a rectangle okay. so like okay if, so like there's no no, no it's not like no 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 it's like if you played this even if you were you know questionable about your own sexuality or whatever you still you wouldn't get too like weirded out about this game you'd probably be like oh it's funny you know so right. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I know some people that get weird about those things. I don't know, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know if showering the dad has anything to do with sexuality. I think it's more just, uh, well, that's weird and off-putting. Uh, maybe if they just covered up those penises, it wouldn't be so weird and off-putting. It would just be a really, really fucking weird game. Well, why no would you shower with your penis covered? You want to wash your penis, don't you? Yeah, that's part of the it's part of the challenge of like the middle school shower was uh, showering while still fully clothed, uh, not revealing. <laughs> and you gotta teach to your anyone. kid how to shower, you know. Right. You gotta teach yeah. your kid to wash his junk. See, quite you know, quite frankly, I, I don't find showering with your dad problematic. I find showering with other men who aren't your dad the part that makes it seem problematic. Like the, well, that's why you go to your dad. That's why you get points for going to your dad. If you go right. to another dad, you do not get points. That's bad. Yeah. You get game over. It's awkward. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, no, I, I get it. I get it. I'm just saying. You know, I'm trying to identify the problematic element here, and I'm not sure... Uh, I mean, I don't and know. sometimes there's bonus rounds where, like, you hop into a bathtub and you fly around, and you have to collect multiples of your own dad, but you have to shoot the other dads in their bathtubs, and it's like a shoot 'em up. Hmm. Um, then there's some where you're like in this like matrix, and it looks like a calculator game, and <laughs> you have to collect your dads that way too. And so there's all these like weird like non-showering moments in the game too. So it's 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 very. So it's it's a very weird indie game. Like it's it's right along the lines of Octodad. <laughs> yeah, but I thought the whole and it's point got of swinging things in it. Ah, I thought yeah. the, and we established the whole point of Octodad was not revealing your penis, uh, <laughs> you know, hiding your true uh, you know your true body from your family and your wife. This one seems to go the other way, like. It's just, you know, it's, it's there for everybody to see. And you have to play a game around it. It's, uh, well, I, yeah, don't, I don't know. 
I don't think the focus of the game is the penis. No, I don't think it is either. Because <laughs> it, it would be it's, a lot yeah, weirder if it was shower with your dad's penis simulator. Now that yeah. would be a lot weirder. <laughs> See, I think, you know, what if it was just like beach shower with your dad where everybody's wearing a pair of swim trunks? Then you got no problem. Well, yeah, then yeah. it's not as awkward. Well, it doesn't need to be awkward. There's no stakes in that simulator. game. Why don't you play Star Fox where he just builds a sandcastle? I don't think that's the same at all. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. He, but he's at the beach. But you, love- if you have Star Fox showering with a bunch of other different Star Fox dads, you know, what if he walks up and fucking, you know, Andros is shower? He's going to get killed. Listen, but Andros if he shows even up. Have a body. And- Listen, Jesse, <laughs> exactly. Jesse. Jesse, one, stay out of my journal. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> Two anyway. end of list. <laughs> Two <laughs> game five. Yeah, my goodness. Um, yeah, no, uh, this game was also uh, amongst our requests, and I was like, oh god, I hope, I hope nobody picks that one. I don't know what that is. It can't possibly have music. I was surprised to find it here with music. So. Uh, and it's decent music too. Yeah, no, the music was good. That's yeah, uh, that's yeah, the ultimate the surprise of Shower with Your Dad Simulator. Is uh, check out some gameplay. I'm sure yeah. you'll be surprised. You probably won't buy it, even though it's 99 cents. But still, <laughs> it's only 99 cents. I'd yeah. be happier with the dollar. Uh, <laughs> quite frankly, I am buying this tonight. Uh, yeah, oh my god, job. you can stream it. Yeah, yeah, check out John's next live stream. That of these thoroughly. You know, made his way through Sonic Mania Plus. It's time for Shower with Your Dad Simulator, the <laughs> continuation of Jack's ever-expanding step. wheelhouse. Um, anyway, Jesse, anything else on whatever this game is? No, I think that's wraps it up. Man. Yeah, I think it's pretty well covered. Uh, so let's keep going. Game five. <laughs>
All right. So, this is the first entry in this series to feature four playable characters. that trivia one more time. This is the first entry in this series to feature four playable characters. Alright. Oh, uh, David says Mega Man X8. He's wrong. Johnny and Jesse both say Final Fight 3. They are correct. What's up? Final Fight 3. Everybody forgets that first and foremost, Hagar is a concerned father. Because, uh, yeah, it's kind of lost from his uh, his character's uh, whole backstory thing. I guess everybody, you know, I always think of Hagar, first and foremost, as the ass-kicking mayor who, des- you know, despises gang violence and decides to clean up the streets. But, you know, you really think back to that first game. He's a concerned father whose daughter just got kidnapped. So, mm. you know, it, the the gang violence really is uh, secondary. He's just mowing his way through motherfuckers on route to saving his daughter. So, you know, he's a, he's a good dad. And then the daughter and Cody promptly exit the series, never to be seen again. And Hagar gets a little bored and doesn't have as much to do. So he starts being much more proactive in his fight against uh, gang violence, whether it's in his city or not. It's not in his city, uh, in the second one. And then by the third one, he's gone fully insane. He's grown a weird-ass ponytail. Uh, he's wearing a fucking bizarre, like, knee pad outfit. 
Oh yeah, this is... Mm-hmm. The one with Hagar with a ponytail. And like the biker shorts, but he still has the shoulder strap. Yes. Yeah, he's got a shoulder strap holding up his compression shorts. Uh, he's got really fucking bizarre knee pads and a ponytail. And, uh, yeah, he's got a new crew of guys. He's got, well, Guy is not new, so Guy returns. But then he's also got Lucia, who is a uh, rather, you know, normal uh, blonde woman, who is a member of the Metro City Special Victims Unit or some shit. And <laughs> Dean, a mysterious and bland man who bears a passing resemblance to, you know, Charlie and Guile from Street Fighter, but is not Charlie or Guile from Street Fighter, which would have been a very cool inclusion in this game. Instead, you get Dean. Stoic Dean. Does anybody know who Dean is and what his story for the game is? No. No, it's not important. He's a, he's a blonde guy who kicks ass and he's not Cody. He's Dean. Uh, also, his family might have been killed by a gang. So there's that. Um... Really, I think Final Fight 3, uh, the whole, uh, whole, like, crux of this game is, uh, Capcom recognized that Streets of Rage was way better than the Final Fight games, and they decided to do some different things. It's like, okay, well, Streets of Rage is awesome, it's got killer tunes, and, uh, you know, uh, more, like, extreme character designs. How can we make the things more extreme, but using the assets that we already have? Uh, okay, how about this? Hagar with a ponytail. How about this? Cody, but he's got like an extra spike of hair and a headband. We'll call him Dean. Uh, <laughs> how about we use Guy again? It's just Guy. Everybody like Guy. Let's make him Guy again. And then, uh, I don't know, a blonde woman. Sure, whatever. Just make it Cody and add a set of tits. And uh, everything's fine. Final Fight 3. Here we go, fellas. Um, final boss. What, you know, uh, well, Rolento was the final boss of Final Fight 2. What if we just... Uh, what if we use Rolinto, but we put him in black pants? I don't know. What's his name? Black. That's uh, <laughs> that's the ticket. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The final boss of this game does bury also a passing resemblance to Rolinto, and he is not Rolinto. He is black, uh, and his name is Black, named obviously for the color of his pants and boots. Um, huh. And yeah, and, you know, does anybody know the way that all Final Fight games end? Mirror match against yourself? Ooh, no. See, the first two end with you fighting the ultimate bad guy and knocking them out of a window and then plummeting to their death. So Final Fight 3 decided to remix that a little bit. And man, what a twist. You're fighting him on the ground, so where are you going to knock you know, old Black out of to fall to his death? Oh, you back him up to an electrical grid and you knock him into like a power station and he electrocutes himself to death classic Final Fight twist, but seriously, it's literally like the same Final Fight as the uh, the other Final Fight games. Like, uh, You gotta fight him until he starts retreating to the right side of the stage to be cinematically knocked into or out of something. Like, it's, uh, it's pretty cool. Classic um, Lethal Weapon 5. Yes. Bingo. <laughs> um, and yeah, th you know, this game, uh, it's got super meters, and at some point there's like branching paths. You can Fight, you, know, you can skip boss fights depending on whether or not, like I was reading about it, it said, depending on whether or not the player gets on the bus in level three, this boss fight is skipped. I'm like, does he just take a bus to a new level? Like, <laughs> <That's> <laughs> yeah, don't great. you still need to go into the wrestling ring and fight the guy with the giant katana? Nah, man, I'm just going to take the bus to the next level. That's a really, really smart move for conserving your energy. 
Um, you know, Agar's not just fighting hard, he's fighting smart. Well, so, fight smarter, not harder. I'm gonna I just fuck that. you up. Wait, no, I just checked the bus schedule. Damn. Yeah. Uh, if you want to fight on the bus, we can do that, but I'm getting on this bus. Uh, yeah. are, you, are you fighting this bus? I accidentally got on the express line, so no. Yeah, it looks like we're skipping that stop. <laughs> uh, we're going straight to the final fight. Um, oh! Yeah, I've, I've noticed that I'm saying the words final fight a lot in a discussion of final fight. It's not intentional. Um, but yeah, this game adds a uh, super meter, so everybody gets a super combo, like in Super Street Fighter. And, you know, I'm looking at, like, the characters and stuff, and I'm like, you know, I like that some of the Final Fight characters have made their way into Street Fighter and other Capcom crossover things, but, like, I almost feel like this should have been, like, their chance to cross Street Fighter characters into the Final Fight games. Like, people compare Lucia, the bland special victims unit cop in this one, to fucking Chun-Li. Apparently Lucia's super combo involves a bunch of kicks, and I'm like, you know, it would have been pretty cool if Hagar had to go on a mission to fight, you know, gang violence, and he's like, uh, let me pick up the phone and call an old friend. Chun-Li, it's Mike, I need you to come by, we're gonna go fuck some guys up. And, she, you know, she'd jump up and down and do the peace sign, and then they'd go fuck some guys up. It'd be fantastic. You Same know, that's true, Chun-Li is an Interpol agent. Like, there's no reason she shouldn't be fucking up gangs with Mike Hagar. Yes, exactly. Uh, and same thing, uh, quite frankly, with Charlie or Guile. Uh, they would both fit in in these games. Like, I mean, they're, they're more military, but, like, you know, they, they know right from wrong. They know when they need to take a, you know, like, take things into their own hands and walk out to the streets and just start fucking up Andre the Giant lookalikes. They, you know, they do what they gotta do. Isn't Cammy, like, characters? British Special Forces? Yeah, Cam oh, yes. yeah, Cammy would fit right in. Um... If you just put on some damn clothes, you know, Hagar is a very conservative man. He doesn't want to see that. Um, trying to think <laughs> well, of the he's other He's walking ex. around with no shirt. But yeah. very sensible slacks, that's true. Very. Uh, no, uh, see, and that's the thing. This one, he's a little less conservative. He's got those very sensible bike shorts. <laughs> so, you know, who knows? It's casual Friday. Casual yeah. final fight. <laughs> yeah. Final fight three takes place right before Hagar was going to go to the gym. <laughs> like, <laughs> God damn it, fine. <laughs> I'll, t I'll do it. Whatever. Um, I grew my ponytail specifically for this bike race. Yeah, now I gotta fuck, fuck up you. this gang. Yeah, you're telling me a gang, a new gang is in town? Oh, son of a bitch. You know, uh, I wish, sure wish Cody would just come back from that long vacation he went on after the first game. I could really use a hand in this. This isn't even really the responsibilities of the mayor. Um, Actually, you know what doesn't even... Okay. I'm about Please. to use I'm about to use the phrase doesn't make sense and Street Fighter canon, so bear with me. But yeah. you know what doesn't even make sense? In like the Street Fighter lore, Cody gets sent to prison becomes because he basically becomes like a vigilante and just beats the shit out of everyone. So right. why is he not in every final fight game? Yeah. Like, the, I he was... should be a recurring character. <laughs> I was surprised to find my memory was askew. I thought it was always like Hagar and Cody and some other guy. And not guy, some other guy. And <laughs> then it turns out Hagar's the only constant in this series. Like, Hagar's the guy, and Cody literally just, like, goes away after the first one and gets replaced by other blonde men. Like, you know, maybe it was a case of mistaken identity. Maybe all these other guys fucked everybody up too bad that Cody's coming back from his vacation with Hagar's daughter. 
stepping off the plane and fucking some police officer comes up. It's like, all right, Cody, you know, you've been fucking up a lot of people. He's like, what are you talking about? I just got back from fucking Barbados. Some, you know, we're going to go home and take a nap. It's like, no, 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 you're going to goddamn prison. A blonde man in a white t-shirt has been fucking everybody up in this town. Killed two gang leaders. And, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, yeah, it's, you know, there's nobody else it could be. <laughs> Who's ever heard of Dean? It's not Dean. There's nobody here by that name. It's you, Cody. You're going to prison. Uh, that's <laughs> it is always what you. Happened. Yeah. Oh, man. It, it would have been great, though, if actually Dean was, like, just Cody with, like, a little mustache. And then, you know, it, it was all just a setup to get Cody <laughs> put in prison. <laughs> they, they really need to explore these things. Uh, or Cody with an eye patch on. And, yeah, that's, uh, yeah. It's like, yeah, it, it looks just like you, man. It's a dead ringer. It's like, I have both my eyes. You can't send me to prison. So, the, you know... That's the Capcom crossover that needs to happen. Cody, on his way to prison, standing trial, he hires attorney Phoenix Wright to keep him from going to prison. And inevitably, Phoenix Wright fails, and Cody goes to prison anyway, but it's still a really fun game and a great crossover. Capcom crossovers, we've discussed this. They need to continue happening. Like, don't, put, don't put Phoenix Wright in the fighting game. Put Cody in the courtroom game. <laughs> <laughs> See, now all I really want is for Capcom to release Final Fight 4. That's like a new HD game with a playable roster of Hagar, Cody, Chun-Li, Cammy, and Phoenix Wright. That would be pretty good. Like, if, you know, if you get like a fucking game over and just you're sent to jail and you're talking to, talking your way out of it, discussing bail bonds with Phoenix Wright, like, I'm into it. Uh, it's, it sounds like a pretty good game. But anyway, Final Fight 3, it's fun. Uh, I, d I definitely didn't play it back when it originally came out. I downloaded it for the Wii U Virtual Console, and it, you know it's like it's totally worth paying six bucks and fucking like hammering through this game with a, like with a friend or two, just trading off controllers. It's that kind of game. Um, and yeah, it's uh, it's really something. And yeah, Hagar, I think he's kind of top shelf of uh, video game dads. Like, he's, you know, just a dad that wanted to do the right thing. Like, you know, gang ki kidnaps his daughter. He's going to go out and he's going to fuck those guys up personally. So, yeah. Uh, I think uh, the best video game dads are the ones that seek vigilante justice for, for their daughter's kidnapping. So, you know, Hagar's right up there, man. And, you know, best lariat, too. Unless Zangief secretly has a kid somewhere, which, that's possible. But anyway, um, are we, uh, are we moving on to the calculating computer? Or are we doing uh, doing more games? What do you what are you guys thinking?
All right, so this bonus fan request game comes to us via Twitter from frequent requester Justin at the Sigma Omega on Twitter, and thank you again for this request. Uh, a cutscene in the arcade version of this game depicts the game's villain escaping to his hideout in a yellow helicopter while the player character pursues him by floating on an umbrella. Man, that last song's nice. Let's see those answers, gentlemen. Oh, 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 oh. David, you have to write down an answer by the end of the last song. <laughs> oh, look, everybody says Donkey Kong Jr. They're all correct. <laughs> Our hat trick, our hat trick jingle is longer than all those songs put together. <laughs> yeah, it really is. Uh, yeah, man, Donkey Kong Jr. What a game! Uh, classic father rescue story. Uh, you know, Donkey Kong imprisoned after the first Donkey Kong game, hauled away by the evil and nefarious Mario, um, and must be rescued by his son who clearly just woke up and could not put on anything else besides a wife beater and just had to go and save his dad without any other clothes on. What a classic. Um, See, I remember when we were talking about video game dads and somebody mentioned Donkey Kong. Is he a dad? I thought Diddy Kong was supposed to be like his nephew or just his friend. Somehow I completely forgot about Donkey Kong Jr. Yeah, you know, that's the funny thing. They were, uh, whenever they were making Donkey Kong Country, they were gonna make, uh, Diddy Kong a redesigned version of Donkey Kong Jr. And I guess, like, Miyamoto or somebody was like, no, 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 no. Yeah, he's, you can't make him a chimp. Make a new character or make a Donkey Kong Jr., one or the other. You can't have it both ways. And so Rare decided to make Diddy a new character, which is fine, but it meant Donkey Kong Jr. kind of went away after that. <laughs> like, uh, which is sad. I like DK Jr. Yeah, he was in the first Mario. Uh, he was in Super Mario Kart, and he was in Donkey Kong Jr. And that's the, in, that's the stuff I know him from. He's in I. He's in Mario Tennis. Either on the it must be Mario Tennis on the N sixty four. Hmm. I know be. he's in one of the Mario Tennis games. I think it's the N sixty four one. Actually, yeah, I think uh, I think you're right. He's unlockable in that. You know, he's, I think he's probably in like Game and Watch Gallery games and shit like that. But uh, yeah, Donkey Kong Jr. just kind of goes away in favor of the uh, the other extended Kong family. And quite frankly, that that's fucked up, man. Donkey Kong shirking his fatherly responsibilities to go and pal around with all these other apes. Uh, you know, that's uh, that's a little messed up. You're just well, leaving I him at home with you know. And who is the Mrs. Kong in this equation? You know, where is the 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 put upon wife? That, uh, that Donkey Kong has left his son at home with. I don't know. It's, you know, unanswered questions in the Donkey Kong series. But Donkey Kong Jr., man, it raises so many questions. First and foremost, is Mario evil? Yes. In this game, he is. <laughs> yeah. He has imprisoned the ape and is keeping him from his son. Uh, there's well, also a fun moment... The uh, fun non-canon moment at the beginning of Donkey Kong Jr., where two Marios haul Donkey Kong away in a cage. 
Uh, I don't know when the last time you played the Donkey Kong Jr. arcade game is, but that raises a number of questions. Double uh, cherry? Double cherry possibility, or evil doppelgangers? Hmm? Did we notice any extra goatees on Mario's mustache in Donkey Kong Jr.? That's the question. Um, <laughs> or it could yeah. just be like, you know how Mario is constantly gaining an extra life? Maybe he got one when he wasn't quite dead, so suddenly there were two Marios? Yes, the whole game was a glitch and a fever dream. That's also another possibility. Thank you, David. Um, yeah, Donkey Kong Jr., what a... What a short and interesting game. <laughs> that cutscene, man. The helicopter hauling Donkey Kong away in a cage while Donkey Kong Jr. floats by on an umbrella. Um, why is none of that made a recurrence? Like, you know, where is Mario's helicopter? It's like the Thanos copter. Where is it? And why isn't it in more things? Also, how is that a Mary Poppins umbrella? Does... Are the apes light enough that they can float with an umbrella? Like, why not a jetpack? Or a boat, you know, why not a catching a ride from Balloon Fighter? Uh, you know, th there are a number of questions that are raised by this, like, five-minute-long arcade game. Um, I have a question, because I, I wanted to take a look at the Mario Copter, so I, I pulled it up. Uh, the text of the cutscene says, Keep yes. going to Mario's Hideout. I want to know what Mario's hideout is. That's what I'm talking about. It's that Mario's place from the Super Show. Like we've oh, we've yeah. seen Mario's house, but what is his hideout? You know, it's uh, <laughs> it, it might be the site of the Super Mario Brothers Super Show. That that would make all this make a lot of sense. This is Captain Lou Albano's Mario kidnapping that poor ape. It's not enough to humiliate him and knock him off the building and fucking subdue him. You now have to cage him up and keep him from his family, Mario. <laughs> Come, come now. I think clearly this, has, on the iron cheek. clearly this has to be the Lou Aldano version because it's, he's not in a cage to, like, keep him away from DK Jr. He's in a cage to prep for a cage match. Bingo. That must be it. And Mario Donkey Kong Wrestling. And Donkey Kong Jr. ruins God. the booking by rescuing the rescuing the monkey. Uh, yeah, I, I so wish that was a game. That would be great. Mario Wrestling would was, be a pretty fantastic there game. There was supposed to be one. It was going to be a volleyball game first, and then they're like, hey, let's make it a wrestling game. And it looks awesome. You can see some of the concept art. And then they're like, no, we're not going to release it. I did not know that, but I'm... Yeah, I'm a little disappointed that isn't a thing, because uh, like a professional wrestling Mario game would be pretty fantastic, especially if it just brought together like the entire Mario-verse. Um, but yeah, no, the just... ending of this game is pretty fantastic. You rescue Donkey Kong, he falls, much like he does in Donkey Kong, he starts falling, but, you know, who's there to catch him? His little son. So Donkey Kong Jr. catches him, they go, they start walking off screen, uh, you know, the moment of triumph. Mario, ever persistent, still chasing after them, you know, trying to, like, cattle prod fucking Donkey Kong or something, and then he gets booted in the face and runs away. Like, Mario does not look good in this game, man. He looks like a, just, like an animal abuser, and like, he gets his comeuppance, quite frankly. He gets a giant gorilla foot to the face. Like, it's, uh, it's what, quite frankly, it's, it's the logical continuation of the Donkey Kong story. Like, it's that ultimate twist. Like, was Mario the bad guy? Yeah. Donkey Kong wasn't doing anything bad. He was just hurling barrels and trying to make nice-nice with, uh, with Pauline. So, Mario shows up and fucks his whole day up, and then 
continues doing so. He kidnaps him and keeps him away from his son. It's it's uh it's the untold Mario story, quite frankly. I'm glad you know it's, Mario got to like write the when, history um, books. It's kinda like when uh Bret Hart and uh Stone Cold Steve Austin fought and uh Bret Hart turned heel and Stone Cold turned face during yes. that match, a double, you know, turn. Yeah. It just it jo- it just toys with your emotions, but it's really fucking epic. That's Donkey Kong Jr. So that makes Donkey Kong Jr. Stone Cold and Mario Bret Hart. And Donkey Kong, who would he be in that equation? The guy who's just caught in the middle. Is he like Kevin Nash or some shit? Or like... Um There wasn't really anyone caught in the middle. Let's see. Who is who is okay. Mario is the bad one in this situation. Yeah. So he's the one okay, in the first Donkey Kong, you know, maybe he kidnapped, you know, Pauline. We don't know. So maybe Mario was acting out of good faith. But he took things way too far with the whole imprisoning. It was like, so he's obviously the Bret Hart of the situation. And now Donkey Kong Jr., he's like, come on. I'm going to give you a bunch of stunners. And uh, And he's kind of dressed like Stone Cold, quite frankly. Yeah. Stone Cold's got the vest. Donkey Kong Jr.'s got the tank top. They look similar. So, you know, they need to make a Donkey Kong Jr. reskin where it's Stone Cold Steve Austin coming after, you know, his giant Stone Cold father. And uh, I'd play the hell out of that. Um, Just as Donkey Kong Jr. climbs up to the vines, you just hear Mario's voice. It was me, DK. It was me all along. Uh, what's really great is that we've had like a 10 minute discussion of 45 seconds of music and this is going to sound like shit when I have to do post-production on it because it's just going to be all like that's all the music that's in this game uh, so yeah uh, fucking Justin Sigma Omega you said I wouldn't do it and I did it uh, count on it uh, Donkey Kong Jr. the classic tale of the son rescuing the father and uh johnny i think it is time to go to the calculated computer all right calculating computer activated computers beeps boops damn it john scoring complete this game's winner is david fleming hmm what do you know the only, uh, yeah, the only logical outcome of this one, the one with, uh, the second most points and the, you know, first most bonus music, David Fleming, oh. fantastic <laughs> victory tonight. Uh, I was just sitting there, I was like, I didn't think I won. How did I win? Oh, I picked bonus music. That's how. Yeah. That's a good way to seal yourself a victory. So, uh, David, fantastic win. And what do you got for us for the theme for the next episode? Um, well, if I'm not mistaken, our next episode is August the 1st, so I think we need to kick off August Absurdity with an all-fan-request free play brought to you by Akuma saying, How absurd. How absurd! Game That Tune! Free play! Hell yeah, motherfucker. All I'm thinking about right now is... is an all-fan-request free play. Here it is. 
play. Fuck yeah, David. It's August Absurdity Time, and we had so many awesome fan requests for this week's show that we couldn't use them, and it almost tore the show in half, that it's time to do an all-fan request free play, kicking off August Absurdity. So, free play next week, get your requests in, get them to us at GameThatTune on Twitter, GameThatTune at gmail.com, find us on Facebook at GameThatTune, YouTube.com slash GameThatTune, fucking request things in the you know, 24-7 video game music live stream chat. I don't give a fuck, if you got a request, we're gonna find it, and we're gonna play it. So get it over to us. Uh, great game tonight, fellas. Thanks to everybody that's watching along with us live, uh, listening to podcast form. We appreciate you however you get this content in your ears. Uh, and yeah, it's uh, it's August Absurdity. So, uh, you know, we're just gonna keep it short and sweet. Find us at patreon.com slash game that tune. And... Uh, you know, special thanks to our Patreon superfan tier producers, Alex Messenger, Lance Revere, Andrew Oliver. And it's time to go get ready for the absurdity, gentlemen. So, David, take us home. What's the bonus music tonight? Um, I pulled a song from Octodad, and it is the Barry Gordy Mix. <laughs> you didn't, you know, collude with Johnny on this at all, I bet. Peace out, everybody.
copyright 2006 Nintendo of America Incorporated. Octodad, Dadliest Catch is copyright 2010 Young Horses. Dead Rising 2 is copyright 2010 Capcom Company Limited. Shower With Your Dad Simulator is copyright 2015 Marvin X. Final Fight 3 is copyright 1995 Capcom Company Limited. Donkey Kong Jr. is copyright 1986 Nintendo of America Incorporated.